third episode of Good Morning News. So uh, we have uh, a couple of different guests with us today. If you want to introduce yourself, so we'll start with Kieran. Yeah, well, I suppose people are getting used to me now. I'm the chaplain here, Kieran Coughlin. Delighted to be back. Episode three. Woo! Inject a bit of life. Okay, that's yeah. That's yeah, uh, everyone's yeah. like, <laughs> Luke, do you want to pop in? Uh, hi, I'm Luke Buckley. I'm the VP for Africa Quality, episode three. Woo! <laughs> Love a Luke, backing me up. Oh my god, okay, now I just shouted across the room and said, introduce me. Uh, Niall, would you like to introduce yourself? <laughs> yeah, thank you, Anna. So, my name is Niall Daly. I'm the Vice President for Education and Deputy President, and delighted to be here for episode three. Woo! Hey, we got a woo on Actually excited. I'm actually excited for something. <laughs> love it. Love it. Just to warn everybody though, myself and Niall are in the same room, but we do have headphones on everything. So if there is a bit of feedback or a delayed response, it's because we're muting it on muting ourselves. <laughs> but um just again, if you have any feedback on the episodes, anything you want to talk about, any um any thoughts on things we have discussed please email us gmm at msu.ie and you could get your very own good morning renewed mug oh yeah Yeah. okay so (laughs) the plan for this week so this is a bit of a um weird one but we have decided to do a mystery topic this week so I am the only person that knows what we are talking about this week and uh, the rest of the boys don't know. So they're just going to have to come up on the spot with, um, with what their older faces are already shocked right now. Um, do, do, do. <laughs> so, right, can we do a drum roll or something? <laughs> okay, so the topic this week is conspiracy theories. Ooh. So hopefully you already know a bit about what a conspiracy theory is, but um, I didn't really prepare what is a conspiracy theory. So it's kind of like anybody have a good thought on what? How would how would you explain what a conspiracy? Like theory like is? Elvis is still alive. Yeah. No, he never died. I, yeah. I think he, yeah. Hold on. And he, I have the, and he's lecturing in the history department. I have the definition. Like I have the literal dictionary definition pulled up here. Oh, go for it. If you want it. So. I have two. So conspiracy is a secret plan by a group to do something unlawful or harmful. And then a conspiracy theory is a belief that some secret but influential organization has, is responsible for an event or phenomenon. That's a, that's a good explanation. But um, so I have one in front of me here that I know a little bit about. Uh, I think you probably, I know with like previous conversations, Luke, you definitely knows some conspiracy theories. But my personal favorite and one of the ones I really enjoy is the Mandela effect. So, do any of you know what the Mandela effect is? I've never heard that one. The Mandela You've never heard effect. Of it. The Mandela effect. As in Nelson. Yeah. Yeah. I have somewhat of an idea. Yeah. This is interesting now. I've never heard this one. I've heard that so, yeah. the Mandela effect describes the situation in which a person or group of people have a false memory of an event. So, um, this person Fiona Broom coined the term over a decade ago when she created a website detailing her recollections of former South African President Nelson Mandela dying in prison in the 1980s. So he didn't die in prison in the 80s. He served 27 years in prison and then, sorry, after serving 27 years in prison, Mandela served as President of South Africa between 94 and 99 and passed away in 2013. So basically a large group of people 
as uh, it started with his son, but uh, a large group of people remember him dying like vividly in prison in the 80s, but he actually died in 2013. Right. Yeah. That's mental. Like, that's, that's mad. So that's kind of what a, uh, what, that's why it's called the Mandela effect, because this is like the first, like, the first, like, instance of it. So it's kind of like a distorted memory. And then, so, okay, does that make sense? Yeah. yeah, is that? I, I wonder. Like, is that like, um, like uh, you know, I'm old enough to remember like him being released from prison. So, like, if if is that like a younger generation that didn't know? So they just all of a sudden, oh, go Mandela died in prison, or is that like, like I suppose anybody that wouldn't have any clue about the guy's life? No, it seems over. to be a large, like a, a very large group of people. Were you going to say something there now? Yeah, I, I think from what I can from what I can tell from looking into it as well, it's 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 people who were live at the time who remember, you know, something say being broadcast or, or that kind of thing about him actually, you know, dying once while in prison. Not, you know, people it's actually the older generation, I think, who who started this whole concept. Okay, but there are right. like many other examples uh that it's just called Mandela because he was that was the first instance, I suppose, of a mass uh, misremembrance, if that's a word. And and, and I, hate, I hate quoting uh, I hate quoting this Egypt, but um, like that fake news thing that was you know, we were all going on about that for a couple of years. That's probably what it's all. Of. It's kind of it hints at that, doesn't it? Probably the dawn of the internet and false information being bandied around. Like I think uh, what a lot of people say is that it's kind of like a glitch in the matrix. So yeah, yeah, it's not as I like here. that. Yeah. But it's kind of like um, something must have shifted slightly, and all these are like the um, the effects that it's had, but they're so minor that you wouldn't notice anything. So, for example, there's other examples um, like uh, the quote from Star Wars: "Luke, guy, and your father." Um, yeah, it's very commonly misquoted. Very commonly misquoted thing because it's he says, "No, I am your father," doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't say, "Luke, I'm your father," in the entire se- in the entire series. Maybe he I'm did. I'm your father. I'm your father. I'm your father. I'm your dad. I think some of the other. The same. <clears throat> Sorry, no. Uh, some of the other ones, I think, well, the big one I remember looking at, and I'm just looking at a few here, is um, Sex in the City. So a lot of people, a lot of people claim that it was it used to be sex in the city, but it's actually sex and the city um, is one of them. And also, do you know the Monopoly, the Monopoly Man? Yeah, yeah, the Monopoly man, everyone in the world, Anna, I can hear myself. Sorry. <laughs> everyone, um, in, in, a lot of people, sorry, seem to remember the Monopoly man wearing a little monocle. But Hasbro pretty much said, no, he didn't. Like he, <laughs> Somebody just added that. But that's what I wonder. Is it because somebody pushed that out? Like it was there? Um, like either somebody pushed out something false deliberately or they, they, they um, remember it incorrectly. And then they started like it goes into this this wider thing of like false memories and things, but like for example, that sex and the city one. Um, because what you do is when you look it up, you think, oh, maybe it's just like uh branding in different countries, and you know, they they made a mistake somewhere along the way. But if you look it up, like the history of of it all, like when it goes back, it's still sex and the city. But like I know there's like there's an example there, you've probably seen on the the perfume (laughs) bottles of sex and the city. But uh, whenever this like phenomenon, whenever like my family were interested in at home, my little sister had perfumes from when she was like really young, a lot younger, and they were like lying in a drawer somewhere, and she brought them out, and they said "sex in the city" on them, rather than "sex and the city." So it was like it was weird, like an example of it. 
Yeah, I have a question for everyone here. So at the end of, you know, the song, We Are the Champions, Queen, at the very end, we're like, we are the champions. Yeah. Does Freddie Mercury say, of the world? Yes, definitely. I yeah, because that's that's in the common, what's it, the zeitgeist or whatever you want the zeitgeist or whatever. That's what people are kind of saying, isn't it? That's not the case, Noel, is it? No, nope. that's what. That's another example of of the Mandela effect. If you pull up the official video, uh, no. And is that because people just kind of threw that in themselves? Like they just. But I I don't it? know. I seem to remember, and I seem to think, and Anna was seemed very yeah, sure I, as well yeah, that that he did say it. No, I'm um, humming it there to myself. I kind of can almost hear it, like. Yeah, like I looked, they, fade, they fade out like with that. Yeah, I looked up before and I thought, oh, maybe it was uh, the fact that it was like a performance or something that he did that. But in, in no circumstances of the song did he ever do that at the end. So it's like, how do you remember something that vividly? <laughs> do you know it's what mental. I mean? Like, it's, I, it's, can hear, I can hear Freddie Mercury's voice in my head saying, oh, yeah. the world. Literally. Yeah, and his voice singing it, like his voice. Yeah. Yep. I've just, I've just Googled like, it's it's interesting. Conspiracy theorists believe the Mandela effect proof an alternative view, alter, alternate universe. Like I actually love that idea of an alternate universe. We're in sci-fi territory here now. I love that. If it, there's a lot of kind of I suppose renditions of of the Mandela effect, like when it was first explained to me, it was like people the way it was explained and it was someone who did believe the whole alternate universe kind of theory of it which was like do you know the way like these these kind of prophets and people and whatever say oh for example like in 2012 the world's going to end or something like that yeah um yeah this is how this is how it was explained to me initially was like <clears throat> what if the world actually did end but we just kind of shifted into an alternate universe but some things didn't come with us and that's like that, that's people who believe in that kind of theory that you were just hinting at Kieran. But if you're talking about that, yeah, I know what you mean. Is it just the dawn of the internet and yeah. fake information going around? But then there's like the, the parallel universes thing there goes back to like Schrodinger's cat. Like, do you all know what Schrodinger's cat is? You know, yeah, this, this, this sounds like something you learned in college, Anna. Hit me. No, it's um, it, I don't know. I never, I, I don't know where I see it. I think I actually seen it on the Big Bang Theory, which is like basically Schrodinger's cat. So a cat, a flask of poison, and a radioactive source are placed in a sealed box. Um, so if an internal monitor detects radioactivity, wait, what? This is oh, I have heard about this the before. The flask is shattered, yeah. releasing the poison, which kills the cat. So um, the Copenhagen interpretation, this is very detailed, but of quantum mechanics implies that after a while, the cat is simultaneously alive and dead because nobody looks in the box so the cat is neither alive or dead but both alive and dead at the question or at the same time so it's kind of like if the cat both the, oh my god i can't explain this very well the cat well, I, I, I think i know what you're saying though. yeah it's a concept of, of of perception it's like you you haven't looked in the box yeah okay. nobody so knows you, yeah. when you yeah, put the cat like, in it was alive it sounds like a very philosophical thing but also sounds like a very classic case of animal abuse um, <laughs> Shouldn't be putting cats in boxes to begin with. It's like if a tree falls in the forest, it doesn't make a noise type of job. Like if no one's there to hear it, does it actually make a noise? But and, and did it land on somebody, Luke, or did it land on the cat? I don't know. Well, cat uh, maybe like did the person. The did the person make a noise? <laughs> <Did he> go, <gasps> <gasps> that's I tell you, that's that's one of those mind blowing ones, though. Like you know, you, you hear conspiracy theories, and it's just like down to an individual thing or. Do you know, like I mentioned, like Elvis, you know, I mean, you can, you can wrap your head around that because that's just madness. So either you believe it, you don't. But like this is this stuff is like, this would make you question the whole, this brings in the meaning of life and everything. 
alternate universe. My God. But so it also kind of like uh, it make you excited as well to know that there's like there could be there could be a time because obviously like oh my god I'm gonna get so deep here but like uh, years ago like I don't know hundreds thousands of years ago they could have never thought of even the concept of like the internet or electricity even or anything like that so what's stopping in thousands of years or hundreds of years and uh, like <laughs> jumping between parallel universes like how that might be possible you never know. Well, yeah. What's what's? Did you ever see that one with um, Matthew McConaughey? What's it called? Uh, Interstellar. Interstellar. That that yeah. always. I Great don't know. Movie. That's kind of something along the lines of it. You know the way he's almost like that's very deep as well. Like, but that idea of that there's a, a kind of veil between us and this other world. Like, yeah, it's mental. Sorry, Noel, you gonna throw another question? Yeah, yeah. It's it's more just a point I want to make, but it's 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 a wee bit off topic. But I'm just gonna say it anyway. <laughs> Um, I, I think, and this is something which really baffles my mind, but it, it really, I think, is just really typifies like humans and almost closed-mindedness, is that I think for us to be able to say 100% no to whether there are alternate universes or other life in the universe and that kind of stuff, it's very human. It's very closed-minded to think, do you know what I mean? It kind of goes back to this belief that we are the center of the universe and we were made, you know, as the only kind of life to be here on Earth and whatnot. But I think we can't observe all of space we can't observe all you know we don't have the the ultimate understanding of like anna was saying kind of quantum physics or anything like that where it's it's really like new territory that we're getting into in terms of that um and i suppose it just it kind of irks me that that we we are able or some people are able to just say no um to something like that where when you know we don't know what where we could be going or what i just feel like it's very human <laughs> for us to say What's the microscopic version of that, Noel? It's like somebody who doesn't even go outside their own, like life or their locale. You know, there are people like prejudice, xenophobia. You think all these things. Like, if you're thinking in a gal, you're thinking galaxy wide. So you're, you've got the, you've got enough about you to say, well, okay, not just the world as my bubble. There's people that are just so stuck in their own little bubbles, like individual, um, and they think that's the center of the world and the universe. So it just seems that that makes that even seem more crazy. Like when you the way what you're saying, like, and I think. I feel like, sorry, we're so off topic at the moment, Anna. Um, but I feel like a lot of it can be kind of traced back to, and you know, whether whether for right or wrong kind of religion. Um, and, you know, I think it gives, we are obviously very smart creatures, humans. We're obviously, our brains have evolved to be as smart as we are. Um, but I think the question of of kind of like what is out there is one that we can't answer. So to to supplement that almost, we have come up with the concept of, you know, religion, life after death, that, those kind of things. Sorry, we are completely, because it's almost like a blow to the human ego that we actually can't answer a question. Does that make sense? Sorry, back to the topic, but yeah, I had to get it out. <laughs> well, no, if there's alternate universes, that's, yeah. So like, what, what, are we all, what are we all doing in an alternate universe? <laughs> or is I'm there actually maybe on holiday or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, Taking my, my annual leave. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you though, no, that that that's that question of if you ever go down that road of like you know what was there before space, you know, you start your mind just explodes. You just can't. I think that's very scary though to have to even think about that. Like I can barely think about what I had for breakfast. Actually, no, I didn't have breakfast this morning. But um, like I think if you start thinking like so much outside the box, there you could just go crazy. And I'd say there's you know that a lot of people that like. Do you know all them like? Oh, I don't want to offend anyone now. Do you like the like? I wouldn't. I wouldn't say hippies. I would say deep thinkers. Deep thinkers that are like you know. <laughs> they, 
I, I don't even know how to describe them, but uh, they've probably they've probably just had too many thoughts that are outside like what the human brain can handle, and it's just had such effect on them that they can't go back. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it, it's mad. I think yeah, you can get completely lost in that. I think what keeps us going is the fact that for all our intelligence, we're just so basic as well. Like we need to eat, we need to go to the toilet. Like these are things that actually like the basics of life. We need to sleep. You know, so they, they keep us going. Like, because if we didn't have that, then I'm sure we would be lost. And uh, we'd start drifting off. we all philosophers. And, you know, we kind of have to get on with our days as well. Like, like you you guys would be doing stuff after this. So whether you want to get taught in those, or lost in those thoughts or not, you have no option. You it's like there was, a, there was an ancient Greek philosopher. I can't think of his name. I think he was Greek. But he uh, would, uh, he said that, he was Paddy, we'll call him Paddy. <laughs> uh, he uh, said to like escape all that he, pretended to be a dog so he would sleep with dogs he'd eat with dogs he would like urinate and shite with dogs he'd uh, like do all that with dogs so he had all his mind was free to think about the like the meaning of life questions and stuff like that and like people like would like treat him as like obviously as an animal because he wanted to be treated as an animal but like i think it was archimedes or whatever would come over to him and I was like saying, this man is one of the smartest men ever. Like this man has devoted his life to not the basics, like to the the, the question, like well, what yeah. is the meaning of life? Or, or I don't know what he was asking. It could have been what what is better, pineapple or does pineapple belong to pizza? Like, <laughs> like, that's what he could have been thinking about. I don't know, but it, it's like that. Uh, he like completely uh, re- removed himself from like human society to not. Yeah. talk about those not, not do those things and stuff like that that limits us surprisingly I think the question of um, pineapple on pizza didn't ail the ancient Greeks as much as it would us <laughs> yeah. nowadays <laughs> did they have Maybe, pizzas yeah. back in ancient Greece actually yeah. ancient Italy they might have had a, like, uh, a version <laughs> of it you know like a flatbread or something yeah, oh yeah yeah, yeah you could be right you could be right Anna I wouldn't say yeah. a bit of hummus <laughs> but your man wasn't eating pizzas anyway if he was in with the dogs he was down the old pedigree chum back in uh, three times <laughs> or Caesar dog food that sounds a bit more ancient <laughs> right I'm going to start feeling. go back here yeah the Mandela the Mandela effect though do you know what on the funny side right if you if anybody has siblings the way you completely remember an incident completely different from your sibling like it's often when my sister started telling a story about something that I clearly remember and I'm like you got that way wrong and she's convinced of her reality and I'm convinced of my reality um, you know that's just on a micro level within yeah. like, families the way that can happen like you that just kind of reminds me though is that like I don't know if it's just me or I might be completely exposed myself here now but uh like when you're younger because you're obviously sleeping a lot you know like as like a baby or whatever they always children sleep so much more like adults um but because you probably have very vivid if you had very vivid dreams and then also like your whole childhood experiences um do you ever not know whether something was a dream or reality like if you're thinking back to your childhood or something yeah i think i think with childhood a lot of it's like uh colors noises things that stuff, and you know things stick out for us all differently so if you're talking about that like mandela effect like you we could all go to one event and, and we'd all remember something different about the event because it's something that, that resonates with us. It's kind of what resonates with you. You know the way, like, so 
one of us might latch on to what the person was. You know the way somebody often asks, like, oh, what, what were they wearing? I was like, God, I don't remember. Like, um, I was looking at this, like, if, let's say it was a gig. I was looking at the stage. I wasn't even looking at the, the main singer, you know? So I think that's, I don't know if that plays into this a little bit, you know? And, and if, if, if kind of one truth gets out there, everybody then kind of latches onto it, you know? Because then they kind of remember. Like, if we were all, let's say Mandela effects about, I don't know, uh, Electric Picnic, right? The last Electric Picnic, right? And then the, this truth starts coming out about the headline act was doing whatever, like, and then because everybody else would have had different memories of it anyway, once this one memory comes out, they all kind of go, oh yeah, I do kind of remember that. And then that, that latches onto popular culture and that's all people talk about. They forget even their own memories of it, you know? I don't know if that's something along the lines of Yeah, no, that's a, a kind of cool way of thinking about it because um, it's like, that it, it's again the perception thing that everybody's going to remember different events differently. So like, I suppose it's kind of what, what you pick up on and how like intuitive you are into to, to what is going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's like, I kind of bring you back to then whenever you're, it's kind of like a marketing thing as well, isn't it? There's, you know, like marketing companies and that are when you're learning it in business is that um you have to try and preempt what people are going to pick up on, you know, to make sure the message that you actually want to get across is getting across rather than something completely random. Uh, sure, marketing is definitely <laughs> mind tricks. Marketing, you know, convince you you need to buy something or whatever. Yeah, but like if like think of like um I don't know I'm trying to think of any good marketing campaign. <laughs> like oh I don't know. Coca Cola. Think of the big ones. Think of the big ones like. Yeah. Oh, for example, like you know the uh, Pepsi ad with uh, Kendall Jenner. You know where she it's like it because it, people just take the piss out of it now is where she like uh brings a Pepsi up to what is it like the police force and it just like ends like a whole riot or something because they've got a Pepsi. But like I'm gonna, have, I'm gonna have to look what that one up. I can't remember. Oh before. yeah, I saw that one. It was very controversial, wasn't it, at the time? Yeah, yeah. it was, but it's kind of funny because they obviously meant for that messaging to be out as in like, oh, everything's brand with a Pepsi like sort of thing. But the messaging that actually came from it was completely different. So it's like, you know, because they obviously didn't think clearly enough about how how people were going to take this up or how they were going to think about it. God, I'm actually curious now. Why was it controversial at the time? What was what was all that move? Pretty sure there was like police brutality going on in the thing or something. Oh, and she walked oh, up to right. the police officer and handed him a can of Pepsi, and it all everyone was happy. And it's it making was, it all trivial, and yeah, yeah people are actually yeah. dying. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Poor old Pepsi, not, you know, they're trying to catch up with Coca Cola, and they just get lashed out every time. But interestingly, though, and and kind of separately, again, going off the point, if Coca Cola did that, they would have gotten away with it, I believe. Is there more a brand about like happiness and that kind of stuff? And I guarantee they would have, because that's what they're oh, known possibly, for. Possibly, yeah. Whereas possibly. Pepsi aren't. But that might be because they just they have a strong brand already, so they can get away with more. Whereas, like, can you imagine if like a like Aldi Coke company did it? Like, can you imagine the outrage then? Yeah, Aldi Coke. Free, is anybody freeway cola? Is anybody a freeway? That's it. Is, <laughs> has anybody ever tried that? that? I don't know if I've ever tried that. Looks, oh, I've had looks it. mad for it. I'd be freeway. I'd be very much a snob now when it comes to. Nah, it's like original. like for like six uh, cans like one twenty or something like stupid like that. So <laughs> I I remember when the Dunn's cola came out first in the machines years ago. You have to get it was twenty five p or something for a can of coke. Oh Dunn's everybody was getting that because pure price price drove the demand. 
not the uh, not the taste. Although now as I've got older, I couldn't go near that kind of stuff now. Are you a Coke Cola man, Kieran, or Coke Coke Zero all the way? Because I used to be, I used to be Coke growing up, so I was like the taste of it. So I never the full yeah. Coke. I don't know. I just think it's like out is all I think. milk. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, full fat milk, full fat milk. It just it's just Coke Zero. I like the taste. It's not Pepsi the fact is, that it's zero, you know. Pepsi's better than Coke. Just to put it out there, and not get us off topic again. Uh, I want to go off topic now for a second. Uh, go in, on. Uh, I believe it was 1989. Pepsi was the sixth largest military in the world. What? This is another uh, conspiracy so, theory, is it? It's no. It's the deductions true. Like a. Uh, uh, so the, the Soviet Union, they were mad for Pepsi. They didn't like Coke. They were mad uh, for Pepsi. It's very American because, Coke. Yeah. yeah, they were like they were. Uh, they ordered a thing with about three billion dollars worth of Pepsi into the country, but they couldn't afford to pay it back. So they gave them, I mean, uh, seventeen submarines, one frigate, one cruiser, and one destroyer worth three billion dollars to Pepsi. And it made it made Pepsi. Metal, I've never heard the that. largest military in the world. Yeah, but then sure, Pe- Pepsi haven't. They're like, well, what do we do with this, lads? Nobody oh, knows how to use it. Probably sold them off to the Americans or whatever. Or, I don't know. Let them out of. God, let's Pepsi, Pepsi, let Pepsi do its own thing. Pepsi Imagine like going on, to Dun- going on to Dundee, buying a nuclear soap off Pepsi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, give me too much food for it. <laughs> yeah. They, they pull up the draw that they deliver Pepsi. That's <laughs> mental. In a submarine. Do you know, I, I embarrassingly so, I would say it's only about five years ago I realized that Pepsi Max was actually zero sugar. I used to always Pepsi think Max it was is like, zero sugar? Yeah. <laughs> I just realized that just now, yeah. <laughs> is it? Well, there you was, it was, it was, That's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Noel has a picture of a sub, yeah, yeah <laughs> with the Pepsi logo on it. So that's a bit weird. Yeah, because I, I always thought, because Pepsi Max is out years, and I always thought it was like, I don't know, Max, maximum, Max, maximum, sugar. Yeah, maximum sugar. It was the, the complete opposite. So, like, long before Coke Zero or any of the Zeros, in fairness to Pepsi, they had it years ago. So, and Pepsi Max is very tasty as well. Does anyone else that. remember, do you ever remember Coca-Cola Life that came out? Yeah, the like green, one. green one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they used, was, that? was that sweeteners? They used stevia, yeah, instead of, instead of sugar. So it was yeah, actually ground for you. Stevia's meant to be okay. Plant-based, isn't it? Yeah. That could be a Mandela effect now. Maybe there was no Coca-Cola life at all. <laughs> Imagine. Personally, I don't remember anything like that. They still serve it um, in some countries. I just think they pulled out of pulled out of Ireland. What did they didn't they start? Wasn't there one about Guinness? Do you remember the clear Guinness that was going around? Do you remember those ads about it was just a pint of water? It was obviously Guinness saying you should be drinking. You know, it was yeah, it was a marketing campaign that they but, did. But yeah. but honestly, on the street, people were like, "Have you tried that new Guinness? Like the clear Guinness? Like so that." I don't know if that was kind of a Mandela effect, but that was going to do the rounds for a while. I'm after looking up a few there. Uh, do you know uh, Forrest Gump? Yeah. He says, uh, you know, like, what does he say? Like, what is about a box of chocolates? What do you say? Life, life is like a box life of chocolates. Life was like a box of chocolates. It's life was like a box of chocolates. That's ah, like my that's favorite. Never, you never knew what you were going to get. That's oh, like my favorite. That's only, yeah, it's only grammar. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, I, but everything, so it's like, it's like a, it's like we are the champions of the world. That thing, like that, we like we just added that on, like that, like it, it was, it wasn't, like there was no point where he said is, like, a, like it was all the past, and people. Yeah, I'd say probably, probably most people say is, yeah, if you ask them. Yeah. Have you I ever think seen though, those, Sorry, Anna, um, you go. Have you ever seen the Simpsons predicts? <laughs> no. 
No. Kieran, you've been living under a rock, so... Uh, no, it's called having a child, not, not just living your social <laughs> life or any sort of life. Yeah, but I mean, um, The Simpsons has been going on how many years? Like, um, what? I don't know how many years old. Oh, tw- nearly 25 years, something that's meant yeah. to. I was looking at the end of the seasons, like, crazy. So, there's a... Obviously, there's been, like... Now, can you mute yourself for a second? Sorry, I can hear the feedback. <laughs> I don't want the sound to be terrible. But, um... A lot of different things that come up in the uh, Simpsons episodes have oh, happened. I did hear about this, and yeah. But they're weird, like they're like, like oddly specific. So, like I have one here, like the um, the sea, sea. I don't know how to write the secret and Roy Tiger attack. So, in season five, episode ten of the Simpsons, um, they predicted that uh, the magicians were viciously mauled by. The trainer, the the trained white tiger while performing in a casino. And then, so that was in 1993. Then in 2003, um, they were attacked during a live performance. Jeez. But then, like, there's so many other ones, like the the horse meat scandal. Uh, So in 1994, the lunch lady Doris used assorted horse parts to make lunch for students at Springfield Elementary. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that episode, yeah. Yeah, Donald Trump won the election. That's another one. Donald like, Trump, like, yeah. Trump, yeah. yeah. I remember the Trump one when he came in. He got like 10, 15 years before that, wasn't it? I think my my favorite was, and this is probably the most spot on one that I saw was was when he went to vote for um, Obama. They predicted, you know, the faulty voting machines. So he clicks on, he clicks to vote for Obama, and it gives you vote to, to John McCain. That actually literally <laughs> happened. Like, yeah, but it was in the Mitt Romney election, I think. But <laughs> the thing about that is. Like I like, yeah, these lads must be like really smart or whatever to predict these things. But I don't think it's predicting. I just think that they wrote so many episodes that they had to like do. They had to make up something. Like, and like they like not everything that they predict is has come true. It's only very select few things. Like, like aliens didn't come down and infect <laughs> yeah. Springfield and stuff like that. Like there is yeah. no a power plant explosion but, there, is, there is no dome on top of Springfield Nevada and stuff like that like but you have to agree that they're like oddly yeah, specific they're but like, oddly specific yeah for example um in to uh, one of the um Simpsons episodes a dragon comes down and it's like a it's like a Game of Thrones episode and burns down the whole the whole of Springfield or whatever it's like it's one of the newer episodes. I suppose this one's like less interesting because it's newer, but um, because Game of Thrones was already out at that stage, but it predicted what happened in like the end of Game of Thrones, which is just a bit weird. Yeah. But didn't they um predict there, there was a whole conspiracy about um about the Twin Towers in Simpsons? They predicted 9-11. Well, yeah. not really. They just had like a, like a skyline of New York and the word like was nine cents in front of it, and then it was just the Twin Towers beside it. No, like, but there was more. There was more, like I know the I mean, Super Mario. I mean, that Al Qaeda were were obviously part of the part of <laughs> yeah. the Simpsons crew. <laughs> so that's a massive conspiracy theory. Then I know this the Super Mario movie from the eighties, like the really really bad one. They time traveled <laughs> to two thousand and three, uh, and the twin towers are burning down. Oh, okay, the, I can't because remember. Bowser. Bowser and the Koopa Troopers <laughs> <laughs> oh, Whatever. oh god like, yeah. the whole thing with the Simpsons is that like it, just to say these lads have like knowledge of the future and they are using it to write Simpsons episodes like, like it's just a 
<laughs> Maybe this goes back to the way though that we are justifying all of these things because yeah, we're yeah, only human, so we can't even think outside the box. Like, what if this is a whole other, a whole other, a whole other? What do we call it? Conspiracy oh. itself. Yeah. Do we believe? Do we believe in uh, predictions? Do people believe? Like, do you think we can tell the future? Can anybody tell the future? Because we're so obsessed with time travel, aren't we? Like going back in the past, you always think like, you know, quantum physics, people are actually studying that stuff. What about going into the future, predicting the future? It doesn't interest me as much. I don't know why, I just never... You'd, you'd rather go back in time, wouldn't you? Probably. Yeah. Ancient Greece. See what they eat in pineapple on their pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Too right, buddy. Too right. Honestly, where would you just go back to? Where would you love to go back to? If you could go jump in a time machine. All right, Anna, you go first. You're the lead. I would go back to. Um, I would go back to. I would say October, twenty nineteen, and warn everybody because oh, about COVID. Yeah, because the first case of COVID was what in like December or something. Was it then November pe- or December? In China? People all think you're mad. Would yeah. they believe you? Like, yeah. Would they believe you? you know? Well, I mean, but I could. I could get prepared. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even if nobody's going to believe me, I could get, you know, a couple of people together and be like, hey, we need to, like, stop. Have a good time. Oh. Oh. Think about that. That'd actually be hard. You know, you go back and think, oh, God, like, if if people just knew, but then you go back and you're like, well, who's going to listen to me? Like, it's so... Did you ever think, like, if you went back to, like, ancient Greek times or something like that, but you were, like, wearing your own clothes and you, like, brought your phone with you or something, can you imagine trying to explain that? You'd just... Be shot dead, like or not shot, shot dead, yeah. I often, I often thought, yeah, <laughs> you know, bullets. I, I often thought, like, yeah, you could go back with the phone, all right, you'd be literally like a god until your battery dies, <laughs> you know, like charging your phone again. It's like your powers have gone, you know, and then you're just like thrown in a cell. Then, you know? with you. <laughs> yeah, I'd yeah. go back to 2016 and convince my parents to remortgage the house and put it all on, unless they don't win the Premier League. <laughs> yeah, a thousand yeah, to one. Yeah. There you go. You're using your head now. Luke. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, a thousand to one. Another like um, like Marty with hundred grand on it. The sports almanac. You remember that Back to the Future? Biff gets his hands on it. Yeah, becomes a, a, a billionaire. What one? What movies as well? Is that like a, they go back and bet on the Cubs to win, and then a squirrel comes on and ruins the game or whatever, and like they lose <laughs> all the money. There's something stupid like that. They go back in time. Could be hot tub time machine. I don't know. Could be that. <laughs> I'm really going off topic now. I think. Um, oh, sorry. No, go go for it. No, I was going to say where I go to, but it's really boring. Where? Is go it? on, tell us now. We're now we're interested. It would be ancient Greece, um, but during the Peloponnesian War. I love history, so it's very weird. specific. Or yeah, but it's a really <laughs> interesting time. Did you ever see the movie Three Hundred? Yeah, that yeah. time. Um, but also maybe like 2007. And I put a thousand euros into Bitcoin because I'd be a multi-billionaire right now. <laughs> yeah. I think there's less danger in 2007. One, the one if you go back to, the, I can't even say the Peloponnesian, is it? Pel- yeah. Um, wars. There's a good chance you'd have to get stuck into a bit of the old 300 fight. I get drafted. Yeah. 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 You know what, though? Although you'd have sculpted abs, Noel. That's the you never all the exactly. Yeah. You <laughs> some lad working. <laughs> some lad in the studio sculpting your abs. <laughs> You know what? So this actually does relate to the Mandela effect because some people say that um, 
these are effects of time travelers. So when you so there is actually an episode of the Simpsons where they do this, but if you time travel back and you change even one thing, for example, like you kill one plant or you like you know what happens oh, yeah. in the Simpsons with the toaster, the toaster time machine thing, and Homer goes back and every time. <laughs> He does something, and then when he comes back to today, it's like either like something slightly changed or everything's majorly changed. And it's like so every like every action you take and everything you do it has an effect yeah. on everything you become, which is so true. Like we can see it with I suppose the climate crisis not to go everywhere, but uh, every action you take is going to have some sort of reaction on the future. So if we went back and even did any of these things, we couldn't even like bask in the knowledge of the future because it'd probably change. But sure, think it's about like, think about your own life. Like th- think about like the randomness of the the, the like stuff in your own life. Like I, I think about when I met my wife. The way like if just that, if for for any particular reason something didn't happen that we didn't get together, and then sure, look, that's already one life that wouldn't exist. And that's just the basic example. But so many things could change in your life depending on things you would have done or not done. It's like the grandfather it's, paradox. Like if you go back in time and kill your grandfather, you can't be born. But you also can't go back in time to kill your fa- grandfather. Like it's like it, that, that's that loop. That's I think that's uh, uh, like was it Albert Einstein that did that? He came up with that. That like there's no uh, like if you affect change so much to, to the point where you don't exist, then yeah, you can't you? affect the change. That's mind boggling now. Yeah, you're exist. Yeah, you're programmed. Yeah, your great granddad or great great granddad. Go for now. What what Anna was was describing there about kind of going back and changing like small things isn't that called the butterfly effect? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like every action is an equal and opposite reaction. So they say that something as small as say a butterfly's wings flapping on the other side of the world could cause like a, a tornado over here or something like that. And it's weird. Not too much about it now, but mental. I'd say any anybody yeah. listening to this now, this episode is like just all their minds just like oh my god. Or they turned it's it off after well. the first 10 minutes because they were like, oh, I can't even think about that right now. I'm doing <laughs> yeah. my lectures. <laughs> yeah. yeah we web design right now. We wouldn't be doing this episode in January during exams. We'd be like, ah, oh, get away from me. Be mind. <laughs> but it's nice to make your mind escape into... What, what made you think of that one, Anna? The Mandel effect. Is there something that particularly interests you about? I just, I just think it's really interesting. It's like um, outside of our own perception, but it's also like it, it kind of makes... If you think about it in a weird way, it kind of makes um like your day to day things seem smaller. If you think that like all these, that's not going to make any sense. Like we're just a, we're just a dot, like yeah, yeah, sort of like that. We're just it's a dot. So like, if you start thinking about these other things, it kind of it probably like kind of eases your anxieties a bit because you're just like, you know what, it doesn't matter that much. <laughs> what I find just fascinating about that is I know alternate. Okay, if it's an alternate universe. Mandela died in prison, right? So a different universe. But just the fact that that, tr- that could be so true for somebody. Like, it's mental. You know, you think of fact, like, you know, you're saying a big study, a uh, f- fan of history. I suppose that may, yeah, actually, I'm just, I'm answering my own question in a way. So like, we all think like there's exacts about history, but then your history is what's been written and what's been told to us. Uh, as we know, in recent day, in recent years with like uh, black history and stuff, the way it's not, portray- you know, so depending on where you are in the world, um, an event could be very different to you, yeah. yeah. Actually, I heard an interesting quote. So you know the way we say, um, I was watching some philosopher talk about, about it, about how history is written and everyone says, oh, well, you know, history is written by the victors. 
And this philosopher was yeah. saying, actually, it's not always necessarily the victors, but it's it's whoever has the ruling class on their side. Um, and that's kind of how it's, you know, how it gets it, distorted. The scholars, the scholars, you mean, though, the people who have the ability to recall or write in books or whatever? Well, yeah, whoever, like if you, I mean, if you would go back to say, well, say the medieval times, like the people writing history would be working for the king, most likely. Do you yeah. know what I mean? The people yeah. are, so it's, it's kind of like how true really is the history that we know and that we learn because ultimately it is written by either the victors or the ruling class. So it's like, you know, the, the, the invention of the printing press, how that would have all of a sudden then let's get something out there, whether it's true or not, like, but it's out there in public, which kind of makes me think uh, this, a lot of this makes me think of just nowadays, like the way stuff can just get out there on social media now. And everybody thinks it's the truth, you know? Or like did what once one of the first things I said to you in college, like don't be Wikipedia and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like the amount of people that actually not even that, the amount of people think what's ever on YouTube is the truth. Like, do you know, because some lad puts up a video about something like that. Yeah, there's there's the truth now. And I think I think the whole fake news phenomenon, this is something which is really kind of highlighted it to me is I always thought of fake news as an American issue. I always thought of it as something that was over there. Do you know what I mean? It ailed America yeah. and we were kind of free of it here. But I think what has really highlighted the fact that, you know, we are we too are affected by fake news. And, it, you know, it is a thing in, in Ireland as well as the pandemic. Um, ultimately, I've never seen so much fake news in Ireland as I have then since before the pandemic. The fact that social media had to literally put you know, warning labels on on any posts about the pandemic now and give you links to the proper real governmental information. You see it with like the rise of, you know, not to get too political, but you see the, the right wing um, groups and stuff are really preying on people's fears to kind of, so they're like, oh, let's have a protest in support of anti-masks. So people are going to go because they're pissed off because they're getting disinformation and that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, they're really using it to further their own agendas. And it looks like they have hundreds, thousands of people out protesting for their cause when it's really, do you know what I mean? So I think uh, in a roundabout way, I'm trying to say, yeah, it, it is an issue here, but it's only really been, you know, noticeable since before, since, since COVID started. Does that make sense? Yeah. Hugely. Sure. We're all, we've all been, we've all been relying on online sources for everything. Cause when you're stuck in your house, yeah. where else are you going to get it? Like, even the fact that it's like it's so easy to get things out there like um viral like everybody can go viral so quickly no matter who you are no matter what you're doing yeah. so it's like you're gonna rely for some reason people just rely on the information that the most people have like seen or interacted with but then like this whole fake news thing also like have you ever heard of them like deep fakes what, what's that say again deep fakes so it's like um, oh yeah 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 but i think that's so scary like going to the future because like we don't it's so crazy how quick this all happened though because we still have a large generation of people that are not positioned with technology at all so why would they ever question anything like as in like you know like the facebook posts and the whatsapp chain messages and stuff like that but then if you go further like deep fakes why would somebody who is not proficient in technology at all, who never grew up in the technology era, why would they question that? They have no reason to. Exactly. That's all they know. Yeah. Because I, I remember my mom when she discovered like um, Google, which is only a few years ago. But like, she so she realized on her phone. And basically, you know, you get those banner headlines that pop up on your phone, which are complete rubbish. Like, because yeah. they're just they're just trying to suck you into clicking on the article or whatever. But she's just reading them now, like as if they're as if it's the news. She still doesn't hasn't copped that it's like 
any old yoke can just fly out on on the internet like so that's that's an older generation who who is new to technology but then like you're saying anna like if all you've ever known is online kind of like your your main source of news is online uh but then sure yeah that that is the truth that's your that's your world that's your truth like um and it might be completely different to what actually happened you know and I think, you know, it may, have, it may kind of seem like we've gotten a bit off topic now, but if you relate this back to the, the topic of, I suppose, the, the, the show today, it's like, why are conspiracy theories so popular? Why do they gain popularity? Why are they so widespread? And why do people believe them? And I think you can really relate it back to pretty much everything we've just said about, you know, whether it's deep fix, which like Anna was saying, it's like almost very dangerous territory. And I think as our technology improves, they are getting better, Yeah, um, which is scary. Um, whether it's fake news, whether it's whatever, you know, that's how conspiracy theories spread. And that's how, you know, people believe them. And that's how you do get some crazy ones. Crazy so, conspiracy theories, not people. So can we say, because we, we say as a bit of learning from this, and to say to everyone, like, when you hear something, don't just take it as gospel. Do your bit of research. Don't go fall into that hole. Oh, let's, let me continue now and start blabbing around to everyone as if it's the absolute truth. Or check your sources. Look it up on Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> Look up Wikipedia. Yeah. No. Have Have you ever Have you ever updated Wikipedia? Like, can anybody can do that? Can't they? Yeah. Once you're logged in or sign, but you have to log in. Once or you just yeah. Once you just sign up to the Wikipedia itself, you can change it. Like I know, I know lads that change the like fixed things on Wikipedia. <laughs> they like like put on the correct dates. Like I did history and politics. Like uh, like for history, like. It's a good way, a good basis to start off. Just if you, if you need to start an essay, it's a good basis to like look at look at it. And yeah. And realize, okay, this is this is the overview. Now I'll actually go into the correct source and do it. But like there's some people that like just do not know what happened in Irish history at all. And they're just making it's clearly some just American Irish people that are going like, well, actually, uh, it was actually a, a, a grandson of an Amer- an American Irish uh person was the leader of the 1916 rising or whatever it's like it's but that's kind of interesting Luke because that's that's like you talk about the Mandela effect so is there something around the lines of you know the way we all like to embellish the old story so whatever the truth was originally of a particular event people like to add a bit of color to it as they tell it because you know we, we're all storytellers in this country and we're not the only country that would be like that so if you're going to recount something to somebody you have to add a bit of you have to add something to it, don't you, to make it interesting? So, by the time the the, the, yeah. the one thousand person has told the story, it's whatever the hell, you know. Well, I think even then, whatever, whatever. If let's say you told the same story um, to like a group of people like a thousand times, there, it's going to be slightly different every time you tell it. But then, what they say is that once you say it out loud or you tell a story, the next time you think about it, you're thinking actually about the first time you told the story, not about the actual story. So yeah. if you keep doing that and keep doing that, it's going to change. For like, like when we were doing orientation, the ghost stories, um, you know, like <laughs> down on South Campus, we were telling them, like I had, geez, I had a completely different version the first time I told it and then the last time I told it. And then I actually looked it up um, yesterday and it was completely different to what I'd been telling everybody. Do you, do you still talk about the room over... Yeah, the ghost yeah. room, yeah. Yeah, that, I remember I got that in first year going way back as well. And, and you and probably you, have a completely different version of it than we do. Yeah, and I actually found out the truth about that as well from the people over on that side, like from people in SVCM and stuff. So yeah, it's a lot less glamorous than the story that's made up about it. It's very like proper horror movie stuff, like you know. But um, yeah, please tell us. I know we probably can't hear. But... 
Yeah, no, actually, I probably can't. Yeah, um, I must tell you, is that everybody listening to this now is really curious. But no, no, it's it's interesting. Like it is interesting. Tune into next week, and you might find out <laughs> yeah. the story. We have like an X-rated version of the show where we can, people can talk about stuff. But um, did you know what I remember? Is did you still talk about the yeah uh, St Joseph Square not walking in the straight line? Is that still a thing? Yeah. yeah. About if you look don't at look at the clock. If, if the, don't look at the clock, and if you walk in a straight line, you fail your exams. Oh, I never heard of the don't look at the clock thing. And I always thought it was you have to go zigzag through St Joseph Square. You can't go in a straight line. You still do that to this day, Karen? I still do actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even though I'm not studying anything anymore. My failure exam, Karen. Yeah. Someone, someone Sailing told life. me. Someone told me about that clock that um. It was because you know the way it's stuck at twelve oh one. So someone someone said that the priest was was coming down to do the Angelus, but they were hungover from the night before. Now, this <laughs> might be offensive, so I do apologize. But this is just what I've heard, um, and they were a minute late. So the clock has forever been stuck at twelve oh one since. Wow, that that would turn you off having a drink again if you're that priest. <laughs> Father Jack that's the history of Father Jack that's, that's yeah. what happened to him <laughs> that could be fake news that could be conspiracy theory I don't know uh, I love, you love a good story though don't you life be born life be born if there wasn't conspiracy theories do you know that's very true and I think that's a good note to probably end this episode on where we can go on to something completely different and start talking about Donald Trump and fake news forever <laughs> but um if anybody has any thoughts on the episode or any conspiracy theories of your own or any yeah, effects that yeah. you might have come across yourself, uh, please uh, let us know. GMM at emerson.ie. Um, thank you, everybody, for coming to this episode. I think it was kind of, considering you didn't know what was coming up, I think um, it was it was Thought-provoking. Thought-provoking. It's good to think of things beyond our... Normal yeah. day I, I, I don't know how yeah. I'm going to be able to go about the rest of my day without thinking about everything <laughs> now. I'll be like, I'll be wondering, is there like MSC conspiracy theories or something? Just take Luke's advice, go around uh, living the life of a dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Start chasing the library cat around. <laughs> okay, so... Thank you, everyone, for coming, and we'll see you next week. Uh, make sure to subscribe and to email us at gmm at msc.ie, and make sure to turn on your notifications so you don't miss an episode. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, guys. See you again. Thank you very much. Good luck. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.